going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 215 of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. And on today's show, we are back with another ADP market report. Gonna check on this past week's biggest risers and fallers in terms of underdog ADP. Let's jump right into it, Joey. And starting off with our top riser, we discussed that this would be a possibility for this coming week. And it turned out to be true with Daryl Williams being the largest riser in terms of ADP up 28.3 spots. His current ADP is 175.6. Yeah, so we discussed them a little bit last Friday at the end of the pod and 28 pick ADP change is pretty high and I think rightfully so I think we talked about how there's probably a good chance that he is the Cardinals RB2 as it stands right now above Keontae Ingram who we will discuss later in the pod yeah saw this coming um he's the RB2 and he's attached to a good offense and if James Conner were to ever go down I think Darrell Williams would be the guy there and last year he showed that he's a capable pass catching running back and he can handle you know some work on the ground as well so I want to expect him to become a full workhorse if James Conner were to miss as I think that role will just be split up between Daryl and Keontae Ingram and whoever else is there by the time that happens if it happens but his ADP was too low last week so it, it is self-correcting yep and, and you know my biggest takeaway from this is not even about daryl williams it's just sort of what we've been talking about that these players without landing spots regardless of how great the situation is they're gonna jump when they get signed so if mm-hmm. anything this just makes me want to double down on guys that we talked about last week like you know will fuller for example it's like yeah. as soon as these guys get a landing spot they're gonna jump and imagine if it were a higher caliber player i.e will fuller i think he's jumping more than 28 spots i mean 28 is pretty big for a guy who has a potential opportunity to be an rb2 on a team that's already got a workhorse so just imagine you know a semi-elite wide receiver getting in a good spot and how highly they would rise yeah it's just a good value proposition even if you don't necessarily like the player you're just getting a a ton of ADP value and you can never go wrong with getting value in best ball. No, you cannot. The player that has moved up the second most behind Daryl is Justin Ross, the undrafted rookie wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's up almost a full round, 11.8 spots. His current ADP is pick 200. And to me, this is just about getting cheap exposure to the Chiefs offense. You know, he had an impressive catch that went, you know, semi-viral on fantasy Twitter, Mm -hmm. had some glowing quotes from Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, it it really just is a cheap Chiefs asset. This makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does remind me of Cornell Powell from last year, Mm. where people were drafting a cheap Chiefs wide receiver but I do think Justin Ross is better obviously than Cornell Powell at Clemson he was actually a productive wide receiver he just got derailed by injuries at Clemson but if he stayed healthy throughout his college career like he would have been a a top three round pick and at one time I think he was considered one of the best wide receivers in college football yeah as a true freshman before his spinal injury he was projected to be a first round pick when it was all said and done so this is a guy who clearly has talent and the other thing i would say that differentiates it from powell in my opinion is just the fact that targets are more wide open than they've ever been in the patrick mahomes era in kansas city yeah 
Uh, I agree, especially for the wide receivers, because obviously we know Kelsey's going to get his and, and Juju will probably get his as well. But after that, you know, they have McCole Hardman, Justin Ross, and a bunch of other guys, right? So I think Justin Ross definitely has an opportunity to move up the depth chart. And I think he definitely has a chance to see targets in the regular season if he makes the team, if his health works out. And like you said, kind of went viral on Twitter. Some people are high on him and I think he could be a steal if he stays healthy. That's that's really all it comes down to with Justin Ross is, is health and whether or not he will be able to play football uh, mm-hmm. after some of the brutal injuries that he had. Next up on our list of risers is Naheem Hines. And there's been a lot of buzz about Naheem Hines and what his utilization is going to be. There was obviously the quote from Frank Reich earlier in the week where he said, you know, if I played fantasy i would consider drafting naheem hines like that (laughs) quote in and of itself means absolutely nothing to me but i do think that there are some reasons to like naheem hines he really is the clear-cut rb2 for the colts and I i kind of agree with the sentiment that is generally out there that matt ryan is a lot more likely to be the guy dumping passes off than Carson Wentz was. So if Hines is involved as a pass catcher, I think that he could definitely pay off his current ADP, which is about 143, and he's up nearly 10 spots in the last seven days. I I don't mind Naheem Hines. It's just if JT does go down, Naheem Hines' role, in my opinion, doesn't get that much larger, especially on the ground. At this point, he's just that change of pace pass catching back, which obviously has value in fantasy football. But on a half PPR site like Underdog, the catches are are obviously weighed a little bit less so I would have more interest in Heinz on sites like DraftKings and Drafters where it's full PPR and on DraftKings they have the 100 yard bonus if he were to ever get that so I think he's more valuable on those sites so I want to be as interested in him on underdog but Nonetheless, I, I still think he does have some standalone value as the pass catching back in that offense. That should be better than last year. So I don't I don't mind him, but it's not like I'm actively buying Naheem Hines. Agreed. I think that there are running backs going a little bit later than him that do at least have that potential to see their roles drastically increase if the guy goes down. And I agree that Hines doesn't. I mean, Daryl Henderson is the next running back, and I would take him 10 out of 10 times over yeah. Hines, especially on a half PPR site. I also think that, you know, in this same sort of conversation, Tyson Williams, who was pretty good for the Ravens when he had the opportunity, sneakily signed with Indianapolis and probably would be the actual main beneficiary uh, if JT ever went down. I don't think it would be Hines. If Tyson is still on the roster and that were to happen in the regular season, I think he would be the rush attempt guy and then Hines would be the pass catching back. So it, it would just be split. I don't think Hines will ever have a full workload and for that reason like you said I'd draft other running backs above him like Daryl Henderson etc yep our next biggest riser is Jalen Tolbert who was on the rise last week as well but he has continued to rise we talked about it pretty in depth last week I don't think we need to really delve too deeply into that you know second round rookie wide receiver Dallas Cowboys offense a lot of opportunity up for grabs especially at the beginning of the season with Michael Gallup Mm-hmm. Lastly, we can close out here with David Njoku, who, I mean, the only reason that he would be rising, right, is because of this massive contract that they gave him. $56.75 million to a guy coming off of about 50 catches over the last two years. Huge contract. Not sure if it's deserved. This is also coming from a team that handed out Austin Hooper a massive contract just years ago. So I, I don't really know that they have the best 
judgment when it comes to spending money at the tight end position. And Joku certainly, in my opinion, hasn't done anything to deserve being paid like a top 10, top five tight end in the NFL like he currently is. But I don't know. Are, are you buying Njoku at an elevated price? He's up about a half round in ADP, a little bit more, eight picks right now. Yeah, so he's going as the tight end 18 which I do think is still a little cheap for him. And obviously we know that he's he has the athletic tools that we want in an upside tight end, especially in the later rounds as a tight end two or even a tight end three. And he's attached to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, whether or not he gets suspended is still to come. And we'll obviously talk about that quite a bit when it happens. Let's say he gets suspended for four games. David Njoku has 13 games with... Uh, Deshaun Watson and I think he's going to smash I think they're expecting big things out of David Njoku uh, after letting Austin Hooper walk it is obviously concerning he hasn't produced at all in his NFL career and they gave him at all and they gave him 50 million plus dollars but you know sometimes you got to follow the money and the opportunity is also there for David Njoku so I think it's just his price isn't crazy high so I think you can still buy him like if you if he was a top 10 tight end I'd, I'd probably be fading Njoku but he's outside of the top 15 and, and I think he has a higher ceiling than some of the guys going above him like Tyler Higby for example you know right yeah I, I the way I'm looking at it is that he is priced perfectly right now like I like the guys ahead of him Komet Irv Smith Albert O like I I would take all three of those guys ahead of him and then he's right in that tier of the guys going behind him like Higby Henry uh, Noah Fant etc so I I think he's priced really well if this is where the rise stops then I will continue to have some exposure to him but if he continues to climb, it would probably be a hands-off approach for me going forward. Yep, I agree. All right, let's switch over to the players who are falling, and our top two biggest fallers are Keontae Ingram and Raheem Mostert, two players that we discussed at length last week. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't have to go over it too in-depth, but Keontae Ingram is the rookie for the Cardinals, and obviously that just correlates with Darrell Williams moving up in ADP. Keontae Ingram is now moving down. The fantasy community expects Darrell Williams to be the RB2 in that offense, but I think this does still present a buying opportunity on Keontae Ingram. We obviously know rookies get better as the season goes on, and Darrell Williams, I mean, he he's a solid running back, but if Ingram is good, I think he could definitely beat out Darrell, especially later in the season. I don't mind buying him now at a current ADP of 210, just down a full round. And then Moster, I mean, we talked about it. Don't got to discuss him again. We're both fading Moster. I, I, I don't care. Like his ADP dropped 11 spots. Uh, I'm still fading Moster. There, there's way too much competition and he's not going to catch passes. So agreed. And we can transition to the next player who I think is in an extremely similar situation. That's Marlon Mack, who has dropped nine spots in ADP. And let me just really quick run down the running backs on the Houston Texans depth chart. We have Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, the rookie Damian Pierce, Dare Agumbawale, and Royce Freeman. Hmm. And I would not personally draft a single one of those five players on any best ball roster. I, I'm not touching a Houston uh, Houston Texans running back in 2022. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good on that. Um, Marlon Mack is obviously easy fade, and his ADP is dropping just because people are realizing that they did draft a rookie running back that's probably going to see opportunity. Rex Burkhead is still there, and he did have a couple spike weeks last year, uh, won somebody a million dollars, and he does make more money than Marlon Mack. 
So there's no guarantee that Marlon Mack is the RB1 on the Texans. You know, while I do like him as a player, it's it's going to be a split backfield on one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good on Marlon Mack, and uh, I don't know anybody who's actively buying Marlon Mack, but he is RB58, and he, he is cheap. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, who cares about Marlon Mack, you know? Right. It, he's cheap. He's 26 years old, and he's, you know, theoretically talented, but like you said, just bad offense. I don't think that he's going to be catching passes, and these touches are just going to be so unpredictable to see where they're going to go. I'm all good on Marlon Mack at this point. Been quite a while since he was a productive running back in fantasy. A couple of other running backs that are dropping are both of the Falcons running backs in terms of Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. Algier's down 8.7 spots. I I tend to agree that both of these players uh, are correcting in in the right direction. You know, Falcons running backs, not too enticing. I would obviously be more interested in Cordero Patterson just because of what he flashed at the beginning of last year. And we know that, you know, he could be a dynamic asset to the passing game. I don't really know too much about Algier, but it's just, you know, a running back splitting touches on a terrible offense. Hands-off situation for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Cordero Patterson has a top 90 ADP's RB29, probably not buying him at that cost. Tyler Algier is RB47, uh, current ADP of 150. I think that's fine. And Damian Williams is also there. And I think that he's going to factor in a little bit. Uh, So this is just a three-way committee, in my opinion, on one of the worst teams if not the worst team in the NFL, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm not buying either of these guys. Um, maybe that's a hot take. Probably not. But I, I'm good on, you know, perceived good players on bad teams. And and this is just the ultimate stay away situation. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Let's close it out with a really interesting name on this list. A player that we haven't really talked about at all this offseason. That's James Robinson, whose current ADP is 159.6. He's down over a half round over the past seven days, 7.8 spots. Obviously, with Robinson, it's a tricky situation because he's been productive at the start of his career, but he's also been injured. Now there's a new coaching staff. Now there's the return of Travis Etienne, who by all accounts should be a full go for the entirety of the season. And James Robinson, it's just a tricky situation because he could have a really voluminous role or he could not. And the Jacksonville offense could take a huge step forward or it could remain dusty and terrible like it was last year. So, I mean, how are you looking at James Robinson? I feel like he's a pretty polarizing player right now. Yeah, I I, I really... I don't know how to view James Robinson, to be honest, because he has shown that, like, with opportunity, he could be a productive player in the NFL. Uh, But he is coming off of a torn Achilles, which obviously is a tough injury for running backs to come back from. You know, modern medicine and all the new technology we have definitely helps the recovery. But, like, we saw it with Cam Akers, like, came back too early and he was dust. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't I'm not too high on James Robinson uh, just because I would say I'm buying Travis Etienne, um, right. who I think can be, you know, that that full workhorse. This coaching staff obviously has no ties to James Robinson uh, with Doug Peterson there. Now he's RB 48 current ADP of 159.6. It's kind of cheap for a player that we've seen be productive. I just think that he's going to be in a timeshare. I think he's coming off of one of the worst injuries that a running back can suffer and the offensive environment still might not be great. So I 
don't really care for James Robinson this year. I think he's relatively fairly priced is yeah. sort of my opinion because the guys going below him, guys like Gus Edwards, he's right in that same range as Algier, who we just talked about, uh, Khalil Herbert, Daryl Williams, Jamal Williams. Like out of all those guys, James Robinson is the one who has three down potential, proven three down potential as a lead running back and as a workhorse. He's running back 48. So, you know, he's a fringe RB4-5 type. I don't hate the upside of James Robinson as your RB four or five, but it's just such a hard situation. Like you said, the injury. And I think that, you know, this coaching staff is just really bullish on Travis Etienne. I I think Etienne gets a lot of work this year. And even if there is some sort of split, I feel like Etienne is just so poised to dominate the valuable touches, especially the targets and receptions that Robinson's Mm -hmm. upside is just not what it was in his rookie year when he was just, you know, right there at the top of the league in terms of percentage of workload out of the backfield and just he was getting targets as well. I think that those days are over for Robinson. So ideally, his price drops a little bit more and it makes him even more of a buy at this price. I'll mix in some exposure, but I I wouldn't say I'm high on Robinson. I'm more likely to be underweight the field than over at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you said. So all right. That is going to be it for this edition of the ADP Market Report. Just a quick little check-in. Going to be doing these every single Friday. Thank you guys for listening to episode 215 of the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, as well as our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hover, Joey's at Joey Carey and DFS. If you guys want to connect with us and stay up to date with what's going on on the podcast, you can join the inner circle by hopping in our free Discord channel. The link to do so is in the show notes to the podcast. To everybody listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic.